Um, but Sheila's here. Sheila, welcome. Sheila represents Reclaim the City. My favorite organization. Okay. My, really. That you, you guys know I went on before this whole thing happened, before Bromwell, Reclaim the City is my favorite organization. Thank you. Thank you for that. What do you do? What do you do in the, in, in the Seapoint branch? Are you the leader there? Uh, my name is Sheila. My name is Marikana. I'm from Reclaim the City in Seapoint, and I'm the chairperson of Reclaim the City. Wonderful. It's a chapter that we call it Reclaim the City. It's because that uh, of the struggle that we have in Seapoint. Mm. And it came so overboard that it went too much that it becomes a lot of struggleness to us that lives in Seapoint, that works in Seapoint, as carers, as domestic workers, mm. as caretakers. And we couldn't stand it anymore because of that. Uh, we know that it's not our homes here in Seapoint. We're just here to work. But the thing is that as we are workers here in Seapoint, in the inner city, we need also to be taken care of. And there's something that we can't take it as like a pain to live in the backyard. Mm. And as you live in the backyard, it's very sore to live in the backyard. Maybe some people doesn't realize it, how sore it is to live in the backyard. Those days of the years that passed already, we couldn't care to live in the backyard because of we didn't know the system yet to live in the backyard because we didn't know that you can hire your own place and to afford your own place with that little money that you are getting earn that it's your wages mm -hmm. but we realize on from 2011 that it's not right to live like this because we are growing and we're growing up as families we've got kids we've got uh, uh, husbands we've got boyfriends you can't live like that and the rooms are very tiny if I mean tiny, I mean tiny, very small, that in that room that you are living, yeah. you need to do everything in yeah, there. the maid's quarters, no? It's the maid's quarters. <laughs> you need to cook in there. That's your sleeping room. That's your bathroom. And that's your dining room. And you're always at the and back. You, It's always at the back. And then some of the rooms mm. are so small that you can't even cook inside. And you can't even get maybe two, three visitors. That if you have two visitors, one must be outside and one must be inside because you need to have space. It sounds like my first apartment. It was so small I couldn't even change my mind in there. But you live in a space where people have worked for years, for decades, and, and they've never had the chance to even own a place there. Right? Yes. And you deserve the right to. The state of the province address happened. Sheila, were you there? I was there. Were you the, there with the laundry protest? I was there. I Tell was, us how that happened. I was the one that was hanging that laundry. Uh, you, you hung that laundry? On that rope. I was the one that hanged that laundry mm. up there. What did that laundry say? Most of the laundry, it was just the laundry that we want to mm. give to the premier. 
and we call it the dirty washing mm. because that laundry did belong to her that they doing the state uh, 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 announcement in the parliament whereby she is getting nice about it and she's getting earn about it and she's comfortable and she's free mm. there's no stress there's no pain in her that she can say no i've got people outside that are still in panicking of a pain and she was like nothing did How happen how real people live yeah you know you know my darling there's a famous politician that once said i must not go to bed happy while others go to bed with nothing yes i cannot live in a place where my fellow brothers and sisters do not eat do not have a, a roof over their heads so how can i be happy yes mahatma gandhi said that okay and you know? and you, you and you i think it is the truth he did talk the truth about it she cannot feel the premier of this province actually the premier of every province the president all our, our lovely politician brothers and sisters that came out of a liberation struggle and then put on beautiful suits and got nice cars and 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 free houses they cannot feel happy they should not go and sleep at night and think it's okay by them it's okay they are sleeping well because it's okay they getting earn a lot of money mm. in their pockets and whereby that money that they are getting earn it becomes out of our hands of the struggleness mm. so they doesn't feel it while they can be happy entertaining their families and entertaining themselves driving Porsche cars around they they doesn't care about someone else as long as they are on the top of the roof mm. and we are down they doesn't even look down to us the province is the same the government yeah. is the same the as the citizen of south africa is a citizens of the western cape and i love in the inner city where they doesn't even care if there are people that's living there if that people is alive or not alive because they calling us vagrants yeah they removing people day and night out of the rooms and it's whereby they making a lot of vagrants outside because some of the people if you move from a room outside and you've been put outside it's whereby it comes a lot of people that doesn't have places and she was sitting there in the parliament listening to everything but not knowing that reclaim the city are on his way what her dirty washing it was just a call that we want to give the premier that she must know that there are people i won't say behind the back i will call it next to her feet is people that she needs to take care of in sea point it doesn't take care of us because of it look like that mm. that place doesn't belong to us and it's sea point is that sea point today it's through our hands as the domestic workers that make that sea point as it is because if we didn't work so hard 
in Seapoint so that it becomes that Seapoint. It wouldn't be that Seapoint. They can go around to all the places, to the suburbs, to the locations. They're going and bribe the people there because if you need to vote, they're coming to you, and they need you door to door. They need your vote because they want you to put them up at the map there. But when you finish vote for them, they just get boggle nothing to look out of you. And they just look to the forward front that they can do what they want to do. You, as you give them the vote, they don't even know if you exist. You know the surprise for them, my sister, is that you exist. The big surprise for them, after 20 years of looking after themselves, you exist. And one day, people would rather vote for you than for them. So you are becoming the change that they never wanted to be. And you will scare them. You will scare them. What you you are doing, right, is living our truth. You are living our truth. Our truth is that poor people of color did not get anything. Right? Yes. For their living their living conditions after nineteen ninety four. You did not get a plan that says it's now day one after April twenty seven and there's going to be a plan to help people who are the maids, the child caregivers, right? Who help the sick and the elderly who lived in these areas will now deserve a chance to have a home there. And I know through this good organization that you guys have actually taken the best, like New York, London, other places where people work, people who work in, in London, someone who looks after people's children or cleans their home, earns an immense amount of money because it is such, such a special the work that work, she's doing. Work. It is a spirited, blessed work that you are doing. In our country, they are treated like these are just our maids. Yeah, they're treating us like You are the change. You are the truth. You are the truth being lived. And if it makes the Premier uncomfortable, if it makes you, dear listener, uncomfortable, then I am excited because we need this discomfort, my sister. We need to confront these things. It's like saying, how can we still have a thing called a township? How can we still live in a place where they say poor people must live there? They always live there. That's where they must remain. You and Reclaim the City are saying, no. We are not going to live like that. You can't live there in Yanga, in Makassar, and you want me to come work here in the city, take a train, a taxi, travel from 4 o'clock in the morning to come break my back for you. And then you don't treat me like a person whereby they are sleeping that time when mm. you wake up to take a taxi. And you don't see train. your children. You, you, you can't even raise your own children. Mm. You need to raise their kids. And they will call you that you are part of the family, but you're not part of the family. It's just the word that calls part of the family. Mm. They doesn't do nothing. They get their washing clean. They get food on the table. They get their house yeah. clean whereby your house it's dirty you can't raise your kids you can't even see your family there's some of us that doesn't even go home on december to see your family 
to have a you're helping day someone else's because you have to stay with their kids and they will always tell you that no. you can't go on holiday because my family is coming their family come first and your family come last i don't think there is enough money in the world to pay someone who is going to help you raise your children to pay someone who is going to help you look after your home that's why all around the world those people are so special and and should earn so much but in this country that comes from a time where if you were a certain color you couldn't live in a certain place that meant for years you never would have had the opportunity it, now you're knocking on the door let's ask people if they'll give us their opinion and please you can disagree with us um you can tell us you can tell Sheila Madikani the head of reclaim the city that she's wrong but let us hear if you have the honesty to admit that we cannot live the way we have been living Before. here in this province cannot live like this anymore no. and we can't keep building bigger townships no. that's why I love your organization as well cuz i'm on this thing about townships are not wonderful places they're not romantic places they're not these uh, things that people must write books and make movies about they are places where you put people during apartheid that's a concentration still, camp that you built we still knocking yeah in doors that's, we are still knocking at doors that are closed yeah. that we say we're not going to stop with this and then you want to know why our children are into drugs and why we have gangs be, and and crime is so high it's because of this because you built those townships we built the chime townships and then after we building it 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 left out with nothing and the kids go into drugs they go into rape they go into drink everything mm. that comes in front of their eyes they are doing this because most of our, our people that was living in seapoint they would been put in blockisdorp yes now they want us now to move to to the Volverofir and can you tell me how far Volverofir is to move to Volverofir yeah. so that you must travel and it's on the other side of Atlantis okay we're going to go to calls 0214460567 i'm going to get emotional about this because i still well i live one or two days of my week in Mitchell's Plain where i grew up and i don't see any improvement there Hanover Park Manenberg these places that we know nothing changes there you can say you you you're improving these areas because you're giving us new streets and new lamps and new lights no, but that doesn't change the that fact that, that you're actually imprisoning poor people you're putting them in a in an invisible prison do you know that yes because we are still living in apartheid yeah now apparently tebo wants to tell us something tebo welcome 0214460567 you can share your opinion Hi, Vernon. I, I'm just listening to your conversation with your guest there, but and I think there's a lot of exaggeration in the statements, the general statements that that you two, you guys are making. You think For so? For example, she says they made C point what it is today. I mean, really, that 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 can't be true. And the domestic worker problem wasn't created by the DA, for example. It's it's a general problem that was created by the system of apartheid in the whole country. Yes, so, but what you do with it now, Tebo, when you are the ruling party in a province, it is your problem. And yes, 
They didn't build Seapoint brick by brick. But I can tell you, the workers, like those poor people in other cities who worked to help rich people do what they do, help their families progress, they definitely do build up an area. My, my issue is, the way that the conversation is going, it's as if this, this is only happening here in Cape Town. Whereas, if you just look at how Joburg is now, I mean, CBD is literally a slum. Where I agree with you is this whole township concept thing. I, I just have never made sense of it. That the ANC was quick to want to change names of places. Like right now they're big on changing Pretoria to make it Swane. Whereas townships were created by the apartheid uh, system and regime. And they are so proud now to be using that term. Whereas when they did the demarcation, they combined the municipalities. But they are not getting rid of that name, which is just for me, you know. Okay, so I hear you, but I want, I want Sheila to respond because um, Sheila's living this experience. And I, there is so much here, Tebo, that we've got to speak about that is actually deep within our spirit as well. Sheila? I will I will actually say that uh, I don't agree with her. On the one side, I will agree with her. As a member of the ANC, I am the member of the ANC. If the ANC did take care of us in Seapoint also, then we could have said yes, that party are taking care of people. But the ANC is the same as the DA because they are the opposition party that doesn't take care of people. Because in Seapoint, we doesn't exist as members of the ANC. And if they did want us to be also like Joburg places, as she, she, she named it now, that the people made mm. that places like it is now, the ANC made it. If you can believe if I tell you that one of the ANC members and one of the highest ANC members told us that we can't live in an inner city that calls Seapoint because it's not for us. We have to go to the areas where the black people live. Really? And we told them that we are not going there. We are going to make it for us on our own if they want to stand with us or if they doesn't want to stand with us, we are going to do it on our own. And that's whereby we form that uh, chapter that they call Reclaim the City. Mm. Um, it, it also, Tebo, I think we have to open our eyes. The, what apartheid built is not gone. Physically, it's not gone. The areas where people live that apartheid had helped make those areas strong over decades so that certain groups of people could be better off than others. You have to break that down. No, I understand that. But what, 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 what I'm disputing and what doesn't make sense to me is that we, we think that we should be moving. I'm talking about us integrating mm. and making because how many people are going to be moving in, into, into Seapoint, for example? Well, it even, starts, it starts small. Practicality, let, let's just talk about... Yeah, I, I want to talk about the practicality. It starts mm. small. It starts like a dead in, in London, 
in in New York, even in in other countries where people said poor people who work in the inner city and who have certain types of jobs need apartments, they need special buildings where they can also live in that area where they work. So actually, um, you know, leadership in those cities built what they call affordable housing for those folks. Even if it starts with Sheila and five other people, I want to see a start because right now in Woodstock, I'll give you an example. In Woodstock, you can go to a place called the Biscuit Mill tomorrow. You can walk in there and you can watch these people who tell you, we make slow food, we make craft beer, we, we, we do this, we do that. But the person who for 20, 30 years in Woodstock made food or clothing, they don't have a single stall there because nobody invites them in, you see. Nobody says, we have a small business area here. Let us go find that tailor, that shoemaker down the road and let's give them a little bit of, let's share this space. So too, we must actually share our living space. We must find a way not, to share. Yes, but my, my issue is we, we're talking as if it's solely a Cape Town problem. No, 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 That's it's, a, it's a countrywide problem. In no, yes. I agree with you. It's, it's called That's spatial. We, we, because we're now distorting facts. No, no, no. But know? we have Sheila here yeah. from Seapoint. Mm. So we're hearing the Seapoint mm. story. But I have to agree mm. with you. It is called spatial apartheid. And we're still living yeah. it. You know, these spaces, they are still built like apartheid had always wanted them to be. Pretoria. What's it? Pretoria North. Um, what? Saxon World. So now our, our, our new brothers and sisters who have made money also living behind high walls because they're actually buying into it instead of saying, do you think Nelson Mandela would want to live behind high walls? If he was living in the inner city, how would Nelson Mandela want to live? No, but if he we was living our, in Houghton. He was living behind a high wall. I no, mean, but he, he, was, he was told to go live in Houghton. Um, by his party and they said to him this is going to be your home and we think well I, I know from 1990 onwards we think you're going to be safe here and we need we need a certain type of security around you but really in all respects in a country where we're supposed to live together don't we make some space for others yes, in, but in but our but cities by, by not condemning the other places we can as well just build the other places up. And like I'm saying, the starting point will be changing the vocabulary and the terminology. Mm. Because it doesn't, like I'm saying, it doesn't make sense to me that somebody is now pr- proud to stand in the podium and talk of townships. Yeah, I mean, like they love it. The same person will be saying, we can't have a Pretoria, we must have a Tswani. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more, my sister, because those, yeah. those ghettos... Is like saying to your slave master, I'm so happy that you gave me the back of the farm to live on. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the shack you gave me. Yeah. How can we be grateful for that? And then say, oh, thank you that you're now putting schools and, and hospitals here so I can stay here in this area where you like, where the poor people must remain. Because this is our township. Actually, what we should try and do is build those areas right here next yes. to Next to Woodstock. 
what we should try and do is take available land and, and move more people to the city. If, but if, maybe, but even then, how, how many people are going to move there? That's what I'm saying. Mm. The practicality of it. It's got to start example, somewhere. Even, even look, looking, looking at that school there, the the the, the school. Mm. How many apartments are going to be living in there? What is the criteria that's going to be used to choose people who live there? You see, so we you, we tend to buy into this hype of. People working in Sipan, domestic workers in Sipan, living we live there. But how many of them? Well, the, it's certainly the ones who already work there should be living there. But Tebo in Gardens, thank yeah. you. I forgot to say Tebo's in Gardens. <laughs> you, you, you know, if if I can answer like this, then mm. that Tafelberg School that we are fighting for, it's not that we are fighting it only for Sipan people that's living there. And we doesn't do it for ourselves that we want to live there. There's a lot of people we know that you just start the fire slowly. And when the fire burns higher, then there are people coming to stand at that fire. That is what we are doing now. We started very small and small and small, and it did grow up. And it starts to be an organization that they call Reclaim the City. Because of we need to help people. And if there must be someone that are starting something. Because we can't be dead, all of us. Mm. If we're dead, all of us, nothing is going to move. And we need to do things that God give us minds. If I can see something, the next person will see that thing. We need to do this. We know that. If we find the 270 units that they promise us, we we, we, did, we get it already. We're just waiting for the answer of the submission forms that we put in at the parliament. We wait for the answer that's going to say, yeah, the budget has been finished because they told us that we need to wait till they do the budget. The mayor is telling the whole of Cape Town she's got the Morning Star development. She says she's building affordable housing. What does Reclaim the City say to the mayor? The mayor is building affordable housing where? Not where we live. We doesn't want affordable housing. Not where housing. you work. We <laughs> doesn't want a, a, a affordable housing outside Seapoint. We want it in Seapoint where you can sleep and stand up. you next to your work. You don't need to travel so far to come to work and you're still tired. You just need to wake up, go under the shower, out of the shower, fix yourself, just go out by the door, lock your door, and go to work. Just two steps away from your door. That's what we want in Seapoint. Sheila Madakani is the Reclaim the City Seapoint branch chairperson. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of your organization, my favorite organization. Indofuna Nkwazi is, of course, the supporting structure to it. So go to reclaimthecity.org. .za. Read about the campaigns. Read about reversing spatial apartheid. Think about how you live in your city and ask yourself if you would be proud to say to your children that this city is a city for all or it's only for a city. It's only a city for those who can afford to live in it. I would not be proud saying that to my daughters or they should never want to stand outside their city and say to their children, we can't live there. Some of the most expensive cities in the world have affordable housing. And they made those changes because you should make those changes. 
we should actually have done it from long the word ago. go, right? Long time ago. Because we made we a very big change in 1994. What are we living now? We, 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 we're still living in a struggle of darkness. And it's not clear yet by some of us that we are in the darkness struggle. <laughs> Because some of the people think that we are in the light. We're not still in the light yet because we're still in the darkness that you can't find what you are looking for. We want to find what we are looking for. As the other places have the social housing, we want the social houses also in Seapoint, in the inner city where everyone can say, this is where mm. I work and this is where I want to live. Not to travel so far to buy cars, to put petrol in, and the petrol is going up and down, up and down, and that little money that you get mm. earned for that two cents, that can I call it a two cents, you need to do everything out of that money. Because if you get earned on the end of the month, there's nothing left because you just travel that money out on the road. Mm. You still need to pay accounts. You still need to feed your kids. You still need to pay the school fees. You still do what you're supposed to do as a human being. But to travel so far, you can't do those things. And that's whereby we as Reclaim the City are still knocking at the doors. There is still four of the plots mm. that call, we call that land for people that we are knocking at. And you've shown that on, on your website. We show You need to, to invite a guy called Praveen, eh? Minister of Finance. He needs to come sit with you for an hour. You need to the, take the laundry protest. Take now an invitation to Pravin. Take the press with you and say, Mr. Finance Minister, let us show you where economic transformation really has to happen. You really need to keep doing what you're doing, Sheila. I'm very proud of you. Um, SMS is coming in. Uh, Sheila, it was your choice to accept the job. I've taken jobs, and when I did not feel happy, I knew what I had to do. You can do the same. There's people calling it just a job. But for you, it's been a place where you've lived and worked for years. So now it becomes more than a job. More Sheila. than a job for us. More than a job. So someone else there. Okay, and then someone loves our show. Guys, not often someone says they love our show. I love your show. You should be on from 8 p.m. to 11. This is a little too late at night for me. No, you stay awake, man. Don't worry. You know? And if the significant other bothers you, buy headphones. Sheila, thank you for being with us. Thank you very much. You know, I love that you are living your truth. You thank must you scare much. these politicians. You just have to be there. You, you, you can't fear because God didn't fear for nothing. Yes, didn't fear for nothing. He has been crucified yeah. for the truth. So we also need to be crucified mm. for the truth and no. we are going there. No, you are, you are living that truth. You're walking that truth. Must keep embarrassing them. And watch out that they don't make what, what you're going through all about their politics and their votes. Thank you, Sheila Madikani. Go to uh, reclaimthecity.org.za and learn more.